Welcome to the Porn Free, Shame Free Podcast, produced by Caleb Micah Ministries. We hope God uses this resource to help you pursue freedom found only in Jesus. Well, hey, welcome back to the Porn Free, Shame Free Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Proctor. Um, Glad that you were able to uh, stop down and be with us today. On this particular episode, we are going to discuss... um, how and when do you talk to your kids about you know sex, pornography, sexting, etc.? Um, so what I want to start with today is um, on the when, and then we're going to go to the how. So just a few reminders as we start the podcast uh, at Porn Free, Shame Free, um, we are a faith-based uh, podcast and um, pornfreeshamefree.com. You know the resources that we try to put out there are faith based. We believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. We believe that Jesus Christ wants to, um, you know, take control of our lives and live for Him, and He's the one that enables us to walk in freedom from pornography and freedom from shame. And so, when we talk about how do you talk to your kids about this, we're going to do this from a faith based perspective. Just want you to understand and know that. Um, The first thing that I would try to encourage you as it relates to when is really appropriate for me to do this? Um, First thing I want to tell you is before you even answer the when, embrace the awkward. Like it's just weird. Uh, Trying to talk to your children about sex is awkward and that's okay. So just say, I'm going to embrace the awkward. That's the first thing. The second thing, it's really important that you study your child. Because age is not necessarily dependent upon the maturity of that child. You can have a child that's 10 that really has the maturity of a 7 or 8-year-old or, or, or a 7 or 8-year-old that has the maturity of a 10 or 11-year-old. And so it's really trying to understand like the emotional maturity of that child, where that child's at in their own development, when is the best time to approach them. I think it comes from studying them. Um, and, and deciding when, when is it really good to, okay, now we need to start this dialogue and this conversation. But one thing that I will tell you that's going to help you make that decision is this. The average age of first exposure to pornography in this country, depending upon which statistic, which statistical service that you use on the surveys, etc., the average age is somewhere between age 8 and age 9. And when I say that, it's just, it just alarms me. So if the average age is somewhere between 8 and 9, obviously that means somewhere you know, 10, 11, 12, they're stumbling on it, but somewhere 5, 6, 7, they're stumbling on it. My point is, because of the technological age in which we live, because of the depravity of mankind, because we allow sexual perversion all over the place, including the internet, and I say over half of the junk on the internet is pretty depraved, um, we really need to have conversations with our kids at younger and younger ages. And so uh, I realize you hear that and you're like, ah, oh my gosh, I got to talk to my seven or eight-year-old about sex and pornography. Ah, what do I do? Well, here's what I'm going to tell you. Um, there is a book. It's called Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. Um, the author's name is Jensen. Um, and there's also... Uh, 
a follow-up to that's called Good Pictures, Bad Pictures Junior. That's for even younger audiences. And in essence, what is Good Pictures, Bad Pictures? You know, what, what does this help me with? Well, it's the idea of that I can explain to my children what pornography is without exposing them to pornography. And then if they see it or someone shows it to them, there's a greater likelihood because you've started this dialogue with them that they might come tell you. If you say, hey, if you see these things, like um, if someone shows you these, you stumble on this, hey, mom and dad want to know. And so Good Pictures, Bad Pictures is a great resource to walk you through just exposing them to what pornography is without exposing them to pornography. Another thing I want to throw out there, though, with the when, also ties into when are you giving your child a cell phone. Now, I'm not the guy to tell you when you should do that. Um, it's kind of like, well, when should your, your child learn to drive? Well, some would say, well, 15, because that's when they can get a learner's permit. Well, some people would say, man, I've been having my kid you know, drive on the farm or whatever since he was 12, 13, 14. Or there's no way I'm letting my fifth child in a car. It really all depends you know, on, again, where that child's at in their development. Where do you live in the United States or where do you live in other parts of the world that you're like, I want them to drive? And, and so, like with all of our children, because we have a bunch of kiddos, um, half of them are now drivers, half of them are not, but with each of them, we didn't say, like, you're 15, go get your permit. It was really dependent upon where they at maturity-wise and, and what kind of responsibility can they handle. And what's their fear level with driving? And can, and can we talk them through all of that? The same thing is true of the phone. If I'm going to give them the phone, it's, it's a gauge of their, where they're at emotional maturity-wise. And so you might want to say, oh, I'm not going to talk to my kids about porn because I'm not giving them a phone until they're in junior high or high school. Okay, that's great. But I promise you some of their friends are getting phones and it's trending younger and younger and younger, where you're like, my eight-year-old gets on the bus to go to school and doesn't have a phone, but maybe several eight-year-olds on the bus do, and there's no telling what they might show your child. And yes, I know you hear this, and it's alarming, and it's scary, but I want you to hear me say this. Yes, it's alarming and scary, but we can be proactive in how we deal with it. And I think how we do that is to say, hey, we need to talk about this. And again, I think that trends younger and younger and younger. When is God leading you to have that conversation with your child? This, the other thing I want to add to this particular podcast episode is not, not the, just the when do you do it, but the how. And there's really four things that I want to go over in the how. The first thing that I want to tell you is if at all possible, this needs, these needs to be um, father to son and mother to daughter conversations. Um, I, I do realize in sharing that that some of you are watching this and you're like, you know, my spouse is deceased or um, I've gone through a divorce. And some of you will be watching this and you're like, I, I come from a, a, a same-sex marriage and so I don't, you know, I can't do that with my kids. And here's what I'll say, and I'm going to say this as graciously and as kindly as possible, that at Porn Free, Shame Free, 
we are not supportive of a homosexual lifestyle. But that does not mean that we are not in support of homosexual individuals. Um, we are not about condemning sinners. We're about condemning sin. Um, and God is the one who deals with the sinners, not us. And yes, you're like, so you're saying that that's sin? That's what we're saying. And, and if you want more help on this podcast in particular, um, to understand why we believe what we believe as it relates to heterosexual sex versus homosexual sex, there's a podcast that we did basically d- discussing you know, what is true biblical sexual intimacy in marriage. And you can go back to the podcast list and look for that and find it. Um, and, and even as I say this, um, I, I just feel impressed to share this. Maybe somebody's watching this podcast who's from the homosexual community. Can you hear me? Like, we as followers of Jesus have done a lousy job in this country communicating to you the love of Christ. And just because I believe something is wrong does not mean that I don't love you and I don't care about you. And I wish we would just do a better job in the Christian community, at least in this country, of being able to have open dialogue with people even when we disagree. But the pervasive theme from that is they know they're loved. Hey, that guy doesn't agree with me, but he cares about me and loves me. I think when Jesus encountered people, what he oozed was the kindness of God. The kindness of God. He encounters a woman in John chapter 4, and when he does so, this is a woman who's been married five times, and now she's living with someone who's not her husband. And Jesus does not throw rocks at her, and Jesus does not condemn her, but he does confront her in her, in her sin. And he does so kindly. And that woman knew she was loved. And I just wish we would do a better job of that and how we communicate to those in the homosexual community about, those, about communicating to those who've messed up you know, heterosexually and not doing sex God's way. So that's a you know, big side note from what we were talking about. Um, but regardless of where you're at in your walk with Jesus or your own, own journey sexually, I'm just asking, would you hang with me? So again, the four things I want to go over. The first thing is that the conversation would be same sex, father to son, mother to daughter. Now, I realize in some, like I said, some context, due to divorce or death, that's a very challenging thing to do. And if that's you, and you're like, you're a, you're a mom that's, you know, a single mom due to, you know, divorce or, or death of a spouse, and you're like, I don't know how to talk to my son about this. I'm going to encourage you to pray and fast and ask God, do I need to be the one to discuss this with my son or sons? Or God, do I need to partner with somebody else in my life? That's a male that maybe could talk to my son about this. I don't know, but here's what I'm saying. Don't do nothing. Let God give you a direction for what to do for your family. So the first one, again, a same-sex conversation, father to son, mother to daughter. The second thing, um, very, very, very significant on this, and I mean like hugely significant, is there's got to be... Um, it coming from a biblical perspective. A biblical perspective. We believe at Porn Free, Shame Free that God is the author and creator of all things, including sex. So when you're having that discussion 
with your children about sex and about the negative aspects, you know, of the, the sinful aspects of sex, like pornography and sexting, um, etc., you know, and, and heterosexual sex outside of marriage and homosexual sex, and you're walking through that with them, I think you want to come at it from God's perspective. And so there are four podcasts that we did on this. And so if you go back um, you know, on the website, pornfreeshamefree.com, click on podcasts and, and scroll down, what you're going to see is um, you know, sex is an intimate act of worship, sex is about faithfulness and selflessness, sex is about pleasure and producing godly heritage, and then what is God honoring biblical sex in marriage? Those four podcasts. And maybe you'd say, I want to go listen to those or watch those to give me help to know how to talk to my child about this. Or maybe you have a child who's, who you know, wrestles with ADHD. We have a son who is ADHD. And um, we have learned from that that from that come a lot of gifts. Um, and ADHD people in society are people who get things done. However, there are some negative aspects that come with that. Maybe you want to go listen to the podcast or watch the podcast we did on pornography and ADHD. But the idea is, um, in every one of those podcasts, is we're looking at what Scripture has to say about these things. What does God have to say about these things? And my encouragement to you is that if you're going to have this dialogue with your children, that you're coming at it from a biblical perspective, a God-honoring perspective. The third thing that I would say is it's a dialogue that's ongoing. I grew up in a generation and a culture where what you did is you had the sex talk. And you might have the sex talk as you're entering adolescence. You might have the sex talk when you're in junior high. You might have the sex talk when you're in high school, which at that point seems a little too late. But it's like it was one talk. Guys, hear me when I say this. It's an ongoing dialogue with our children. Because if I'm going to address my eight-year-old about what pornography is and what sex is from God's perspective, and I'm going to do this when they are eight, then the conversation's going to look a lot different when they're 13. And the conversation's going to look a lot different when they're 16, 17. And the conversation's going to look a lot different when they're 20, 21. You're like, you talk to your young adult children about sex? And the answer is yes. You're like, man, that's so awkward. And the answer is yes. But it's an ongoing dialogue. Ongoing dialogue. So, so you know, to recap those three things, um, it's best if father to son, mother to daughter, whenever possible. It's best to come at it from a God-honoring biblical perspective and it's best to see this as an ongoing dialogue. I'm going to have several conversations, several awkward conversations with my children about sex and sexuality. But the fourth one um, is really interesting. And I think you have to be honest about your own past. And there are people who are going to watch this and you're, you're going to say, hey, I don't think homosexuality is wrong. Hey, I don't think watching porn is wrong. Hey, I don't think masturbation is wrong. If you're in love with this person, I don't think having sex outside of marriage is wrong. But I would say the Bible teaches all of those are wrong. And if I'm going to sit down and try to instruct my children in the things that God wants for them, I think it's hypocritical to not discuss ways that I've failed. And I got to be honest, this is hard. 
because I've failed. If you've watched this podcast for a while, you know that pornography almost destroyed my life. And the shame with it almost destroyed my life. But I've got to be able to sit down with my kids and say, let me tell you where I failed. But let me tell you how God's redeeming. There's a, there's a book in the Old Testament. It's called the book of Joel. It's, a, it's about a, a, a prophet. And in there what it says is that God will restore the years the locusts have eaten. I think your children have to know if they mess up in the future in this arena, God can restore that. God can redeem that. I think they have to know that you know, in 2 Peter chapter 2, that it, it talks about this guy who was named Lot, who did some sexually perverse things, and God describes him as a righteous person. Why is he described as a righteous person? Because he was declared righteous by faith. The moment I place my faith in Jesus, he cleanses me. I'm declared righteous in that moment. And what my kids need to hear is I'm not identified with my sexual sin failings. I'm not identified with my shame. As a follower of Jesus, I'm identified with him, and I'm his righteousness. And so he can forgive. He can redeem. He can restore. He can make right. He can give back the years those locusts ate. But it requires honesty and vulnerability and transparency. And again, I go back to age appropriate. When I sit down with my eight-year-old to discuss sex or nine-year-old or 10-year-old or whenever you think it's appropriate to first talk to them, you're not telling everything about your past. You're not telling every aspect of sex. You're introducing them to it. And you're doing this as God is leading you to, just a little bit at a time. But as it gets further in the journey, when they're junior high, high school age, you're like, hey, I got to be honest with you about my past. I'm not even saying then you dump the truck and say everything, but you say just enough so they know, oh, dad messed up there. I don't want to mess up there, but if I do, it's okay. It's not okay, but it's okay in the sense that God can heal, redeem, restore, forgive. So four things again, real fast. It's best father to son, mother to daughter. Coming from a biblical perspective that's God-honoring. That you're doing this not as a one-time talk, but as an ongoing dialogue. And that you're willing to share places that you failed yourself and fell short of God's plan. And the win of this is when is God leading you to start having this conversation And again, guys, hear me when I say this. We're trending younger and younger of when to have that conversation. And you may want to pick up that book, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures by Jensen. Father God, thank you today for a chance to discuss what's awkward and hard. God, as a parent, um, I'm thankful that you have given us courage to have hard conversations with our kids. Would you continue to do so, Lord? Um, Because that's what I need is that courage. Would you give a parent watching this courage to have those conversations with their children? Would you give someone watching this maybe who's not doing life the way that you would have it to be done? And as I described, you see a sin. God, would you give them the courage to look in the mirror and see if maybe the road they're walking is wrong? 
and that you're going to grab a hold of their heart and lead them a different direction. But the bottom line, Jesus, is would you give us the courage to lead our children in the area of sex and sexuality? Because I promise you, Lord, as you know, the culture is not scared to lead them. So would we have the courage to lead them and be out front in doing so? And we say all this in your name. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us today. I'm just so, so, so grateful to have you with us. Y'all have a great day.